Hello, welcome to another edition of Talking Sports and Fitness with Zeke. I'm Zeke, also known as Mike Zielinski. By the way, uh, please like us on Facebook and don't forget to subscribe to the People Chronicles channel on YouTube. My guest today is Bob Wolfram, head football coach at Why Missing High School. Welcome, Bob. How are you? How are you? I'm doing good. It's summertime. <laughs> yeah, but it'll be football season shortly uh, as we tape this. Uh, but going into this season, this is your 30th season coming up as the head football coach at Why Missing, and you are the winningest coach in Berks County history. You have 274 wins, seven district titles, and you won the 2012 state championship. Your team went 16 and 0, one of the great teams in Berks County history. Uh, how do you a how do you coach so long and still enjoy it? And B, what has made Why Missing's program so tremendously successful through your tenure and so many others, John Paris, Charlie Gabenslaven back in the day. So let's start with your longevity. Yeah, what keeps you going? Uh, well, I just, first of all, I couldn't imagine doing anything else. Yeah. Uh, I, my dad was a coach and uh, my son's also a coach. Uh, but my wife tells me I'm too stupid to resign. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I retired from teaching about the, 11 years ago. Yeah, I did know but, that. Uh, being able to coach without teaching is pretty darn good. Yeah, uh, I was going to say that must be awesome. We have about yeah. four or five retired guys on our staff, and uh, we get to go in there in the mornings now during the season. And, uh, you know, we have, we're doing a lot more stuff now than we used to be able to when we were all working. So we're better coaches now. I tell the yeah, the, I can see that. I tell the college guys when they come in recruiting, I tell them, I, I got your job, except I don't have to recruit. And I don't <laughs> get paid a whole lot either. But uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, you mentioned that you have a lot of older guys on your staff. It seems like the, the very successful high school programs, whether it's you, Berks Catholic, Wilson, there's a lot of stability on coaching staffs. I think that's the, the number one uh, thing that helps your program maintain consistency uh, I know there's programs out there and and through no fault of their own they're changing coaches every couple of years and yeah. they're lucky if they have one or two assistants that stay more than a year or two well we got we're we've got a bunch of guys probably seven or eight guys that have been there 25 plus and people know the system the players know the system it filters down to the youth leagues so I guess schematic-wise, that, that everybody's on the same page, what to do? We're, we are now to the point where our, our youth coaches, are, we clinic with them in the off-season in the winter, and most of those guys played for us too. So they bought into our system. So from, from the youth to the high school, that we're all using the same language and uh, have the same philosophy and are just running the same system, and it... It really helps when you have that consistency uh, from top to bottom. Uh, well, I'm missing, obviously, parts of the school district are a wealthy school district. Uh, and you work in a school district that has a lot of facilities, that, you know, because of the, uh, uh, it's a, an affluent area. But at the same time, is it a double-edged sword that maybe some kids who, have been, you know, have a, a very, uh, you know, privileged life, uh, maybe maybe not as hard-nosed to be football players, but you haven't run into that. Why is that? Is it because of the history of the program? or I, I think, and, and that's a tough question, but yeah. uh, uh, I find that kids, uh, and if you go way back to when we first started or talk about now, 
kids are the same. They want to win. Yeah. Uh, and it's if you can get them to buy in that it just doesn't happen, that you have to work hard. And uh, fortunately, in our in our situation, uh, our kids do a real good job of when the young kids come in, the seniors uh, help them out. And because they're not getting hazed or, uh, you know, they're getting treated well, the kids buy in and see what the seniors are doing. And uh, I think that really helps our program from top to bottom. And, and they, they learn from the older kids and, and they buy into the system. And one of the biggest things with, with winning, I, I think, is your kids expect to win. Yeah. There are times when uh, we go out on the field and we're really not any better than the team we're playing but the other team doesn't know that, and, mm-hmm. and our kids don't know. Our kids think that, you know, they, ex- they just expect they're going to win, and, and teams we probably shouldn't beat, uh, we do just for that reason. That's interesting. Speaking of last year, you had an incredible season. Uh, you were 12-0. and 0. Uh, You averaged more than 400 yards and 40 points, uh, and in, I think, three-fourths of your games, uh, you wound up in the mercy rule. You didn't play the whole game. So those are incredible numbers. So it's a fantastic season. You beat Holy Name, excuse me, Holy Name, Berks Catholic, your arch rivals, uh, to win the Section 2 title. And then you lose to them three weeks later, 34-6, I believe it was. Tell me about the disappointment of that. It's tough, and it's, you know, you, you beat them the first time, and... And you know you're wary of because you know it happened the other way around. Yeah, and that was the, the irony of it. It happened the, the year reverse. before. It's yeah. just very hard to to beat a team twice, especially a very good team. Yeah. And uh, I don't think we let down at all. I, I think what happens, the team that loses the first one is just that much more motivated. A little jacked up. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and that game, the, I think the first game things went our way. And the second game, things went bad early, and sometimes you just have an avalanche, and there's not much you can do about it. Yeah, uh, you know, it's interesting. They call it the backyard brawl, and you know a lot of the kids know each other, but not you know Berks Catholic now encompasses the whole county, so not everybody who plays for Berks Catholic knows the why missing kids. But still, a very special, I guess, because the schools are so located so closely, backyard brawl. Do you think this, the, the outstanding success of both programs lifts each other, or is it just happened that way? Oh, no. I think uh, having that game as your rivalry game at the end of the year and knowing that yeah, they're not going to be down this year. You know, it's going to be a game yeah. every year. And uh, even though they're getting kids from everywhere, I think everybody, I shouldn't say this, but, uh, you know, we still think of it, it's, it's holy name, it's, re- it's right Well, down. I call them holy name. Yeah, well, I, I've yeah. had trouble getting out of that, too, and some people get upset about that. And I worked but, at Central. <laughs> but I think everybody still thinks it's a local game. Yeah. Uh, and the people in the community really get excited about that game. In fact... Sometimes I think it's, it can be a little unhealthy because they get carried away with it. But yeah. normally it's, it's kept in perspective. And, and it's a great game, and I'm, and I'm so glad that it's only going to be once a year. Yeah, you brought that up. Uh, because of the restructuring with six classes in PIAA, you guys have been in the last two district uh, single-A championship games. 
Uh, now you're class four, and they're class three, and they're class four, so you won't be meeting, so you only play them once. Uh, well, since we're talking about the PAW, what's your thoughts on the restructuring? Well, I thought it was a, a good idea to restructure, and, and it probably didn't affect us a whole lot, but yeah. the, the 4A level was where, you know, there might be a school with 400 kids, and then some of those real big ones that had 1,600. That's yeah. where the it makes sense. And it impacts uh, football more than any other sport. I yeah. Because you, you can get five good basketball players with a smaller pool, but football, you need bodies. Yeah, and, and they probably didn't need to do it at all levels. And I think they threw together all the other sports at the last minute because it had been just a football yeah, thing that they yeah. were talking about. Uh, one of the unfortunate things is they extended the season an extra week. Uh, you, now you can't play an extra game, but you can play a week earlier. So we got stuck this year playing. We're playing Pottsville. We always do up there. And uh, District 11 moved their schedule up. So we either had to drop that game or or keep them on the schedule. So we're opening August 26th, and now we have a bye date during the season, which nobody wanted, but you got to Yeah, you don't really like that, game. yeah. Not at all. Yeah, especially on the high school level. I mean, it's kind of common in, in uh, college and, right. of course, the pros. But uh, speaking of this season, what, what are your prospects for 2016? Well, uh, I, I'm going to – Rick would uh, – laugh about it but we have one offensive starter back and uh, we have four starters on defense so it's going to be uh, yeah, you a, do rebuild, a, lot. a really rebuilding year uh, you know who knows we we may be fine but almost all of them are untested at the varsity level but hey this is high school football that that's what you deal with and what was remarkable about your team last year I mean you uh you had two 1,000-yard uh, rushers in Christian and uh, Martyr and Brandon Westwood. and uh, But your quarterback, I mean, he only threw 100 passes. Charlie, is it Tonneson? Tonneson, yeah. yeah. He threw only 100 passes, but he threw for 19 touchdowns. I mean, that is really efficient. Now, he's gone too, right? Yeah. yeah, he, yeah. By the way, he's gone to MIT. He was, <laughs> we had to really work with him. <laughs> he didn't have trouble learning the playbook, right? <laughs> he, was teaching, he was teaching us. Yeah. Uh, wing T offenses and, uh, and option offenses who never pass the ball because the other team spends so much energy on stopping the run. When you do pass, yeah. people are open, and and typically, our quarterback, even though we don't throw much, is one of the top couple in the quarterback rating. Yeah. And uh, when we get to the goal line, we tend to throw more than in the other parts of the field. So that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, the wing T, you've been running that forever, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that is a great offense, I think, especially on the high school level. Uh, and more because it's deception, right? And a lot of movement, but there's a lot of synchronization. There's timing involved, and yeah, there's a lot of misdirection. And uh, the bottom line is uh, our our blocking is angle blocking, so we're not taking people on head on. And I, when we decided to do this a long time ago, we did it because we're a small school. Uh, we're not always going to be as big and as strong as the teams we play. You're not going to have a lot of 300 pound linemen right, in front, right? Right. Uh, so. Uh, we have to run an offense that gives us a chance to beat teams that are bigger and stronger. So it's either wing T or option. Yeah. And I'd be happy to run an option offense, but uh, you know you need to have 
couple quarterbacks at least because if one of those goes down, yeah, good trouble. point. Good so point. Uh, we've chosen to go with a wing tee. You know, when you're good, you can run anything. Uh, but, <laughs> but when you, you know, uh, when you struggle uh, physically, uh, our offense gives us a chance to be successful. Yeah. Well, you've been extremely successful for uh, 29 years. Uh, I know you have a lot of guys new playing, but uh, somehow I have a hunch you guys won't be too bad this year. So congratulations on a wonderful career, and best of luck this season, Bob. Thanks, Mike. All right. Take care, everyone. These community stories are made possible in part by BCTV, Susie Ray Design, Queen City Family Restaurant, Lamar Advertising, Heidelberg Family Restaurant, Reading Air, Lions and Hole, Peanut Bar, and Kutztown University.